We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Well, Anchor Nation, this is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. I'm back with our episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast, episode 93 with Maria Hovers. Had a great talk about spirituality, meditation. And Maria's lifestyle definitely eye-opening to me since something I really don't know too much about. But energy definitely played a role with the episode. Hope you guys enjoy, and this is episode 93. This... Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. We're back with our episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast, episode 93 with Maria Humphreys. Introduce herself. Hello, KT. First of all, I want to thank you so very much for allowing me to share my voice on your show. You have some amazing people out here. And I just think that the audio platform is just such a beautiful place to use our voices, which is the most powerful tool that we have, whether we're saying yes to things or no to things and everything in between. And I am so thrilled to be here. My show is called Strong Body, Strong Soul. And I've been on the Anchor platform since last October, I would say. And I've just been learning and growing so much in this podcast format. Um, before then, before I was on Anchor, I, I barely knew what a podcast was, to tell you the truth. It's been mm-hmm. amazing just meeting you and so many fantastic people out here. No, for sure. Anchor definitely has become a stronghold and a real platform that's helped with the community and I guess for the first question, we'll dive right into it. Just how did you discover Anchor and what was your leeway to get in here? Melissa Reyes. Melissa Reyes yep. from Inspiring Adventures. She, I've had her. Yes. Yep. She introduced me to it. She knew that I was a meditation teacher. And her husband is actually an engineer, a sound engineer. Uh, one of his jobs is being a sound engineer. So right. I hired him and I went to their studio and recorded a meditation, an audio meditation that's a downloadable audio. And so mm-hmm. he helped me with that. And so she knew my voice and she was the one who told me about it. Although for years before Melissa, even people had been telling me they really enjoy the way I describe things and explain spirituality and exercise too, by the way, and we can get into that. But the way I explain things, people had been telling me for years, I'm not even kidding you, that I should do a podcast. And I was always kind of like, what the heck is that? (laughs) I I didn't know what it was really. And so I'm really just kind of testing the waters still and seeing where it goes. But it's just so brilliant to be able to reach across the world with our voices. It's amazing. No, for sure. I think I think with this app and the way everything's set up, the way we'll talk about some of the things you did, but the way you, your show is set up where you can have this spirituality talk, it's not really a common topic in Apple Podcasts. If you just put a podcast and where's, where are you going to get the audience? But at least with here, I could see where you could get the audience and build a community. Absolutely. Yes. Well, it's interesting because there are whole podcasting communities that are strictly spiritually based. There's all sorts of mindfulness-based um, podcast shows out there. There are. Gotcha. But they're not mixed together with everyday life, kind of, that I like to do. And, and they're, all, they're great also. But just I, I think everybody has a different way of explaining things. And I, I think my thing also, mixing it together with exercise and our physical strength um, and I mean, I have kids, so I was just laughing because I was on the phone with No Malone earlier today, in fact, talking about the Teen Choice Awards and, <laughs> and the power of our voices because I was laughing with him about what's wrong with these teens? They should have voted for Chris Hemsworth to be the winner instead <laughs> they picked somebody else. And I'm like, no, it's all about Thor. But it's like that popular culture and real life events and activities that we go through all the time that I love on my show to tie it all together. Right. That's what I love. Yeah. Because it really, it makes so much sense to me. It's just the way I view the world, whether I'm walking through Costco 
and mm-hmm. feel like I'm friends with the people in the line next to me. I don't need to know their name even. I just feel a connection. I know that I like them. And that connection, that energy, the more we talk about it, the more other people can recognize it and embrace it in their own lives as well. All right. No, and that's, we'll talk a little bit about energy and all that getting into the next couple of questions. But mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an interesting point, though, you bring up where that human connection can try and fall. And at least, what is your overall message other than Anchor on the other social platforms? I'm on Instagram. Um, and I changed everything recently so it all matches. So on Instagram, I'm Strong Body, Strong Soul. And I have a Facebook page that is also Strong Body, Strong Soul. And Twitter. I'm not that active on Twitter. I'm getting more active on Instagram actually lately because I love taking photographs. Don't worry. No worries. You can just pick it up where you left off. So I was just asking, like, what was your message on Instagram? You can just rattle off what you're saying. Well, I was talking about just other platforms. I've been really enjoying Instagram because I love photography so much. And I've been figuring out how to make little movies and use my podcast, overlaying it across video and photography and using that IG feature, that IGTV um, feature. And um, I love sharing just the message of how connected we all are, whether it's my daughter's water polo game where I might be yelling or whether it's right. how to clear the negative energy from amethyst. Sometimes, you know, I'll go a, a range of things that are interesting to people that I think Instagram in particular, it's easy to swipe through to things that you are interested in, but, um, I just love photography so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, by the way, that photograph that you sent me earlier of that rainbow. It's just such a beautiful message. A lot of times um, nature speaks to me. And so I like to talk about nature um, yeah. and that connection on my podcast show as well. But obviously through Instagram, being able to show you know, the little tiny bee coming out of a flower when I'm taking a slow-mo video is so magical. And I, and I have a YouTube channel as well. Same thing with YouTube. YouTube, I can put either my photography on there or I've, I started making videos about a year ago. Before I got on Anchor, I started on YouTube. And I got on YouTube because my kids encouraged me. Because they like the way I explain spirituality, basically, frankly. And I was doing some meditation and exercise workshops combining personal training strength exercises with the meditation and accessing the energy in our bodies. And I wanted to find out how other people were explaining chakra energy and I couldn't find anybody on YouTube that I could really relate to my kids and I we looked all over YouTube and so many people were so different than us either either they had really heavy accents and we couldn't understand what they were saying or they were trying too hard to be too spiritual and flashy kind of and they kind of weren't really everyday kind of way of describing it so that's where I started. That's where I started on social media in general, I would say, is uh, Facebook a little bit and then YouTube. And then the podcast has made me grow even more because it's so easy to record and not worry about what I'm wearing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just go for it. I also love the authenticity of the human voice that comes through the audio platform. You can hear someone right. and so clearly who they are. And one of my main messages is, you know, regardless of age or color or where you live or how much money you make, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. And when you hear people speak of the human condition from all sorts of different perspectives, it just makes our lives richer. I love that so much. No, I I hear what you're saying in the sense that everyone has their own unique individual story, personality, and perspective. And the more more perspectives you had, you can share with your meditation, your energy. It could could vibe with people. And I think all the platforms have that potential. And I think Instagram is one may where a lot of people focus in because there's so many different tools and little tidbits you can throw into the picture or post and, and edit for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it, it's a nice place to go. Instagram is nice because you can just go to a page and you can you can tell right away if you want to follow somebody or they're going to resonate with what you're talking about. And um, it, it's just the whole social media phenomenon. I'm older than you are. So social media in general is kind of a um, an odd thing to me. That's why sometimes the way I operate on social media, I don't know what the rules are. So I just kind of go for it. I'm not afraid. And so my kids laugh sometimes and they're like, mom, what are you doing? You can't put a Facebook post over here or something. And I'm like, why not? Why can't I mix it all together and cross over? And um, it's interesting because the more I learn about it too, some people, you know, you're definitely, you, you gravitate towards different types of social media, of course, but some people just stay in one type. Like someone might only be on LinkedIn and they'll have nothing to do with Snapchat or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody just gravitates to what social media platforms that they are comfortable with. The ones that I am most comfortable with personally are, like I said, Instagram, Facebook, and the podcast platform. I am on LinkedIn and I do write articles for medium and i have published some articles for different spiritual based magazines before that have um contacted me about articles to write and such but i i need to put some more energy into writing i've been the podcasting that frankly takes up a lot of time so i've been getting a little sidetracked with it um but it's all good It's all good. My main message is that social media is here for us to use as a power for good. Right. Right. It's a good good message to have because, you know, there's a lot of things out there where you can get turned off by an event or a post or something. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I've definitely gotten more comfortable with steering away from negative energy on social media. I don't have a problem um, blocking people if I need to or um, protecting. I have uh, some closed groups on Facebook that, um, you know, are closed because some of the meditation and such sometimes, you know, you don't want to just go live and be talking about something and have somebody drop in that doesn't know what you're talking about necessarily just for the comfort of everyone in the group. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very interesting to see. I think there is so much positive energy out there and just seeing so many people across the gamut, different types. I don't think any breath is wasted. I've had clients who are writing books and such, and sometimes they'll go through, um, a depression because they'll get near publishing time and they'll feel like someone has already written that book or said that thing. And I tell them it doesn't matter. It's coming out of their mouth in their own unique way. And not only is it coming out of them in a unique way, but it is reaching the audience at a different time when the audience, whoever is hearing it, they may receive that information or get that book in their hand or that ebook or whatever it may be right at the moment when right. they are supposed to. So we all need to keep using our voices. We all need to cre- keep creating more positive content out there because it doesn't matter 
whether people hear me talking about it or whether they hear somebody a week from now, a different person saying something similar to what I'm talking about, it doesn't matter to me whether they hear it from me or not, as long as they hear it. So part of my job, I feel like, is to encourage everyone to keep talking and keep the momentum, the constant outpouring of positivity is so important. Right. No, and you're absolutely right in the sense that we have to keep this momentum going because at the end of the day, one picture, one post, it can go in the work and the power of one in a good way. Yeah. But the ones that are bad, you use the good energy to move forward. I got you. Yeah. And and that actually brings me to my next talking point is how'd you really, what was some things you did younger to really get you inspired? So what's the backstory on how you got inspired with the meditation and motivational things you do? So many things. Um, I think my whole life, even as a child, I was always the person that like, if my grandmother would complain that it was raining, I was the one who would say, but we need the rain for the flowers to grow. And I would always have a little bit different perspective on life in general. On many occasions, I can remember where family members or people that I would be in contact with would look at me and I used to think everybody thought this way and it didn't occur to me till later in life that my words help people shift their thinking, just like I did with my grandmother. She would feel better when I would remind her that we need the rain. It's okay. She's not going to fall and break a hip because the ground is slippery. There's a good there's a good side to everything. And I, through many times in my life, I've turned out to be ah, the hospice provider almost at the end of several family members' lives. And the experience of seeing them move from this life to another really affected me and made me appreciate and not be afraid of it so much. And I think there's nothing more important mm. than that, you know, as much as we can talk about positivity, obviously, and the rain and everything, but even death itself. My dad passed away uh, about nine years ago now. He met both my kids, but even my kids now, when I go through certain experiences, I can feel my dad. I feel like he, I, I know that his energy is still here. And so that idea, that feeling and that knowledge, that truth, that energy never dies. That we keep going. We absolutely keep going. And that has really fueled who I am becoming, who, who I am, but who... Sometimes at this point in my life, I think, am I reinventing myself? But no, it's a rediscovering and being aware and looking back in life. People ask me, how do I speak? How do I teach? How do I know things? And I'm kind of like, I go back to what I was good at when I was a kid. And I look back and I see so many times in my life where for some reason, the way I speak about things helps people. And that's, that's what I'm here for. And whether it's from a spiritual basis or the personal training, because I had both my knees replaced a couple of years ago. So I have prosthetic knees. I have never, ever been a cover model for Shape Magazine at all. I am one of the most imperfect bodies, which is perfect. It's perfect. Mm. That makes me so good at what I do because the goal isn't to be on the front of a magazine. It's to be happy. And so 
just all those kind of pressures that we put upon ourselves for my team, both my team kids, not just girls, but the whole idea of, of course, anorexia and bulimia, all that kind of stuff, the whole body image. Body is, shape. Yes. Yeah. Is just, um, it's a, a whole aspect of what I do as well, which making people feel confident about stepping over that curb. I have clients that will say, you know, no, no, I can't stretch like that. I can't do that. And I kind of just sometimes, <laughs> KT, sometimes I just ignore them and I just kind of, I mm. guide them through it and all of a sudden they're doing it and it just happens. Well. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I told you because they get in a mindset that their body won't twist in a certain way or whatever and um it's amazing or vocabulary is amazing as far as exercise goes if i say the word yoga to some of my clients they will freak out that's like weird they don't want anything to do with yoga so i don't call it yoga a lot of strength-based training is similar whether it's a, a lunge or a warrior one in yoga, it's almost the same thing. So it's very interesting how the two tie together and, um, and knowing your audience, knowing who you're speaking to and how far you right. can go on certain subject matter. And I have, yeah, no, it's, I it's fascinating. Yeah. What? No, I, I hear what you're saying with this, the fact that you have to know your yeah. audience and thank you for sharing that touching story with your father. But I guess, you know, I think definitely with the future generations is we look at this in a world where criticism and, you know, just negativity in a sense that people are, I don't want to say bullying, but more cyber bullying. I think cyber is more of the thing. You look at all this and it can deter you, but then you have the option of saying, well, what's the positive side of this? Or what's the side of, what's the realistic side of, what can we learn from these bad things to move further? And I think that's something Definitely. that a lot of people can take for granted, but it actually means a lot when you add it up together. Definitely. Sure. Definitely. Yes. Yes. And I also have learned that when there are negative people out there, particularly on social media, it's not worth it to try and change their minds. That is what can create more friction even and escalate the negativity. I have encountered people that don't like positive thinking. They just are so mm -hmm. entrenched in their negative ways. And if I try to change their mind, they become more convinced that they are right. And it enrages them even more. So it's better for me to walk away. And those people, if they don't have someone trying to convince them otherwise... Perhaps they'll change their mind on their own. Perhaps they won't, but it's not my job to change them. I'm right. here to connect with the people who can hear me. And, and yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's important that you walk away. And that's what they say even now is if something's bothering you, just walk away, take a step back. And what's the other alternatives for sure? Right. Is it's a waste of energy? It really is. There are millions and billions of people in the world. You don't need that one that doesn't like you to like you. It doesn't matter. Right. And that's it. It's just the power of one. Find your tribe. Find your, find your people and roll with your people to move forward rather than sulk on something that doesn't, uh, doesn't bother you. You're just taking up empty space in your right. time. And I think that, and, that, and how you utilize time is another thing that could factor in to what you're doing right and that in my next talking point i know you you talked about some of the teachings you do what can you explain like a daily um dose of some of the things you do with teachings and how you teach people online and offline well on um well i have my audio cd that people can purchase but most of the time i am going to people's homes as a personal trainer and um bringing equipment with me and working with them in their homes for personal training. For meditation, I hold classes weekly, um, two or three times a week. Right now I'm on a little bit of a hiatus because of summer, 
but sometimes I hold groups of students in my home and sometimes I go to different facilities. My favorite thing to do is to do workshops, like three-hour workshops where the first hour is exercise and then we go into a meditation um, class and then we actually do the meditation. The meditation that I teach I enjoy it so much because I'm actually teaching people how to use their own voice and their own vocal cords. And it's not singing, but it's participating in the, the energy, participating and adding to the meditation. So I teach them mm-hmm. how to do it. And the point of the meditation is like you sit upright. It's not a laying down kind of meditation. It's not a type that's meant to relax you and put you to sleep. It's meant to activate your energy and to get your intuition and your instincts and your connection with what you are supposed to be doing going. It's an energy-based meditation. Um, So workshops are my favorite thing to do. And also I like to work with kids I love Mm -hmm. teaching kids meditation between the ages of nine and 15 years old. I'll hold groups and kids of that age really enjoy it and they really get it. And um, it's fun to catch them before they're too cool to do it. (laughs) It's funny. And I have um, a friend of mine actually wants me to go to a retirement home, which I haven't done yet, but the older people are interested in meditation as well. So it's very interesting because it's kind of like at the beginning of your life and towards the end of your life, not always. A lot of people are all in between, of course, like me. Right. But, um, but it's interesting because people, um, some people forget that they're interested in meditation. They forget as they get older. And then maybe as they get even older, they remember again when they get to be 80, you know, at 10, they might've had that connection. And at 80, maybe they're feeling like they are getting more connected again. I don't know. And all that in between is busy and they've forgotten. So that's why I like talking about the meditation and offering it as an option for people, as a tool. There are so many different kinds of meditation, of course, And none of them are the one right way. That's another thing that I'm always talking about. I will never tell anyone, KT, that they have Mm -hmm. to meditate. I would never tell anyone that they have to exercise. But it's up to them to decide. You can't make somebody do anything like that unless they want to, unless they're ready to. And they need to go with their own intuition about which type of exercise or meditation is going to work for their body and their energy. And also I would caution anyone listening about meditation or exercise, not to go too crazy and overwhelm yourself with trying absolutely every type that's out there because you may drive yourself crazy reading all the books on the shelf when maybe it was that second book that you picked up, maybe that's the one you were supposed to stick with to get to a better place. Right. So, no, I, I know what you're saying. Be, yeah. Not uh, real quick. Yeah. You chime back. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. That's interesting though, because you think about the younger generation and the older crowds is when they have a lot to look forward to, that will calm them down in life. And then when they're, getting older they got a lot to reflect on and that's going to calm them down but when you're in the middle i could see why it's just the the everyday life and stress just takes over and you can't feel as comfortable in your own skin so i see what you're saying there. yeah yeah definitely but that that's where all that mindfulness and any kind of practice whether it's you know religion or, or meditation or whatever it's really important to just remember in your everyday life you know, to take that deep breath and to be in that state of appreciation and gratitude for what you have and where you are in your life is important at any age, of course. Um, but everybody has their different levels of um, where they're at 
and what they're willing to allow. Because some people are afraid. Oftentimes I'll have um, students that will resist it kind of. They think their life has to change drastically and that they have to give up watching Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. or whatever they may do in their life. It doesn't mean that you have to lose friends or change. You will change, but in a different way than you imagine. It doesn't mean you have to stop doing the things that you've been doing. Well, well, you have to... You have to look at this in a sense where you're going to do what you're going to do. You know, you're going to have your routines. You're going to have things. But at the end of the day, how you meditate, how you do everything, there's really no – and that's the other thing I had to add. Is there's really no convincing people a certain way or there. The only thing you can really do is do you and hope they get inspired. But even that right. is a stretch. So it's just – it's all about just connecting with your audience, doing as much as you can. And if it happens, great. If not – we just roll with it and continue for sure. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. And my next point would then be, since you talked about kids, how would you say your family and your own kids have played a role in not just your life, but how have you seen them grow from now, maybe taking some of the things you do in meditation and applying it to their everyday lives? Well, wow. That's so interesting that you asked me that because just last week, I interviewed my son. He's almost 16 now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did a little interview and I put it on IGTV. And I've done that in the past. Last year, I interviewed him on my podcast about, um, we were talking about um, um, Bitcoin and stuff like that. But we were also talking about meditation and spirituality. And at his school, he goes to a private school. So when I interviewed him before, we were talking about It's a Catholic school, but 70% of the kids are not Catholic. (laughs) It's it's quite the melting pot. A lot of Jewish people actually go there. It's interesting, but that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just really got a really healthy, mature awareness that it doesn't matter what religion you are. He knows that some of his best, one of his best friend is Indian, which is so great because the meditation that I teach is from India. And this boy, my, my son's friend, his parents are from India. They bring their son to my meditation classes because they want him to know the chakra dhyana meditation, it's called. But they, he's, he won't listen to his parents, but he'll listen to me. Oh. Oh, <laughs> it's <wow>. so funny. <laughs> so funny so and it's the same thing i mean any parent knows that sometimes their parent their kids will hear things or listen to other sources more than them it doesn't matter if it's the same exact information if it's coming from the parent the kid doesn't want anything to do with it and so it's kind of funny that that happened with with that boy but last week on my interview with with riley my son's name is riley I was having a hard time deciding what we should do during the day. We had all these errands to do. And I was having a lot of anxiety. And he said to me, he's like, mom, you just need to choose. And once you make that decision, stay with it. And that, and focus on that. And that would alleviate a lot of the stress. And I did a double take. KT, because that's exactly what I would tell my, that's exactly what I just told you about reading all those books. Right. And I was doing the same damn thing to myself, but it's my son reminding me of the teaching that I teach to, to my students. And so it's so fascinating to always, always remember that no matter how much of a teacher you are, you are always a student. And student of the game. Yeah. The, the, yes. And your kids, the kids have so much to contribute that oftentimes we don't give them enough space or enough time and enough focus. We don't put a lot of credit on what they're saying but with my son that particular day and so often too 
But that is just such a beautiful example to answer what you just asked me about. Absolutely. My kids will both turn around and teach me things like that. And so after he said that to me, I'm like, Riley, Riley, can we do a little interview right now? So we did a little interview because I want other adults to realize that they can have conversations with their teens at that level like that. It's so important. And I think you got to start young. I mean, I, I, yes, I, I've seen and people have seen in the world today. It's just there's different groups of kids. Out there. Their parents, some are not, some are. But the one thing that's going to remain as a common denominator is you're talking to somebody in the sense that we all. Yes. You look up on with maybe maybe you're stressed out and they tell me I am here. <laughs> Are you there? KT? KT? Are you there? I can hear you breathing. It sounds like you're butt dialing me. <laughs> well, we're back again. Sorry for technical oh. difficulties, but uh now it's just <laughs> Now you got the in there. <laughs> oh, I, I I didn't pick that up. It's all good. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. It sounded like you, I could hear you breathing, but you couldn't hear me. Um, no, but okay. So okay, so listen. I just want to say one thing about the team thing, mm-hmm. real quick, before I forget. I did an episode a while ago about teen suicide, and one of the most important things, of course, is that teens have someone to talk to about their problems. Now, what happens is parents assume that they are supposed to be the person that their kids are supposed to talk to. So, unfortunately, sometimes kids who don't feel comfortable talking to their parents will not talk to other people because they sometimes feel that they are going to hurt their parents' feelings by talking to someone else besides their parents. Do you see how that works? Yeah, it's interesting because there's also, the other thing that could also uh, works is isolation too. There's also that because sometimes they're yeah, because sometimes you just see, like, the parents can see trends in their kids getting isolating away from them, or not even just from them, but society. So that's when you yes. got to, that's when you got to step in. So I see what you're saying. Yes, it's definitely a vicious cycle. But I just like to mention that. And that was like one of my favorite parts of the episode that I did a while ago, because I don't think that parents realize that their energy does that to their kids sometimes it's important to be aware of it even let's say if I feel jealous that my daughter wants to talk to my sister instead of me that little bit of jealousy in me I need to be aware of it and acknowledge it in order to dissipate it for the benefit of my child. Right. So it's that is like one of the key things that I think people kind of don't think about sometimes. That sometimes they're accidentally, because the parents, of course, every parent loves their children, but there's that feeling a little, there's like it's it's a, a little bit of a jealousy thing that happens sometimes. And it's it's at an energetic level. And their energy, it's just one of those examples of how energy can affect the people around you, whether you know it or not. But the very fact of becoming aware of it can dissipate it. Yeah, you have. To, and that, that goes back to situational awareness, too, in a sense that knowing your energy and your awareness level, what's going on. And like you said, that example with your daughter and that, yeah. that little jealousy, you know, that that may it may seem like, well, why isn't it happening? But maybe it's for the better in a sense that she can pick on something you learn from someone else. 
rather right. than having the same conflict. It's always good to branch out and explore for sure. Exactly. And and the same thing is not just a girl thing either, of course. I mean, there, yeah. are, there are dads out that, there that might become angry because their son wants to talk to their basketball coach instead of the, the dad. And it just happens. Sometimes kids need someone else. And so it's really important for parents to realize that and acknowledge that in themselves if that's happening. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so awesome. So, you know, before we had this interview, you sent me that photograph of the rainbow. Right. And I have to tell you, I was laughing to myself because I was thinking, do you send something like that to everyone that you're about to interview? Or it, it was just a fluke that it happened right then, but it was so perfect, KT, because you and I, that right there put me in such a good mood to start this interview. So, yeah, yeah that, that was, uh, it was, that, that was out of the blue. Yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, a little backstory is I sent the rainbow picture, it just happened. And maybe sometimes that's, sometimes what it is is the atmosphere. If you set the atmosphere in the right mood, it can really lead to something special. So I guess that's. Yes, yes. And let me ask you a question about that rainbow. Did you notice that it was a double rainbow? Yep. I, after I looked at the the the, right? uh, the video, I, I, I have a video. I didn't send you that, but it's a little long. But the video I saw it was a double rainbow. It's very rare to get double rainbows. Out. Right. And I saw it on the photo that you sent me as well. But it's so interesting because photography, too. Sometimes I'll take a photo and it's not until I look at it more closely later that I captured a little miracle of some sort in there. And it's just amazing. And speaking of knowing your, your, your audience, mm-hmm. it's like that rainbow was perfect for me. And if you were interviewing somebody else, maybe something about basketball would have come up. <laughs> 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 Who knows? It's just so funny that it worked out that way. That was so perfect, KT. Thank you so very much for that. No, no worries. Anything to set the tone and make the interview go smooth. It's been a pretty smooth interview. I got to say, definitely a lot of great talking points. And I guess we'll end on these last two questions here. We'll okay. Call, we'll call it night. So the next question I have is, what are your goals in the next five years, whether it be anything you want to share with the Anchor Nation, meditation, or just uh, the podcast as you've been doing? I... <laughs> it's so funny because abundance abundance the energy of abundance is such an awkward thing to talk about sometimes but i need to figure out a way to monetize because i'm doing personal training my goal in the next five years would be if anybody out there needs personal training services i have been getting really good at training people via computer so I go to people's homes that are near me, of course, but I also have clients that I work with through FaceTime right now. And I think I'll branch out soon and go to Zoom where I could do a couple of people at the same time. I have a client that's about an an hour drive from me, and then she has her mom lives in another state. The goal would be to have the two of them work out at the very same time on the screen with me at my studio um, via computer. So my goal in the next five years is to develop my personal training business more, but, and also at the same time, I'm really passionate about the meditation practice that I love to share because I think it's, I think my voice is supposed to help people in that way as well. Um, so I have done some speaking engagements that have been very local, very small in my area. But I think ultimately, I think I would like to do speaking engagements as well, explaining what we were just talking about, the whole idea of mixing together the, that energy and the personal, the physical, the physical strength as well using that energy in your core, in your third chakra of your belly to lift your leg over that curb in the parking lot so you don't fall and break a hip. And all of that energy as it makes our body move is so important to me. So I want to develop more of a business 
I want to develop my business more. I'm still, I'm still learning right now. And frankly, the podcast has been helping me just connect with amazing people all over. Do you know, KT, some of the videos that I've been doing on IGTV, sometimes I do time lapse and I do video uh, music over them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Trudy, Trudy from Condensation, she asked me to do a music video for her, for one of her songs. She likes what I'm doing with video. And so it's so amazing because it's just like the same thing. Sometimes you can see yourself differently through another person's perspective. And for her to even ask me to do that is so flattering, but it also makes me wonder, wow, maybe I should go into producing videos more as well. Um, Because frankly, too, my college degree one of my degrees was in communications, which part of it was film editing. So when I do my YouTube stuff and everything, I don't, I, it's not that polished, but even when I do do it, the lighting and stuff, my kids look at me and they're like, mom, how did you know how to do it that way? And I'm like, that was one of my degrees. And they don't think of me like that at all. <laughs> like I'll know how to do the camera angle or whatever, but um, building a biz, building my business from personal training would be my goal in the next and um, and speaking and sharing the meditation. And I just, I mean, the, the bottom line would be figuring out a way to monetize. I need to figure out how to make my time spent better and make more time for my family. Because I laugh because some of the work that I'm doing out here, sometimes I'm shooing my kids away so that I could do my podcast. Oh, wow. or, or whatever, you know, and I remember a long time ago, one of the times I saw Marianne Williamson speak, she was talking about working on one of her books and shooing her kids away so she could write, so she could help other people. She was on such a mission to help other people that she was forgetting about her own child. And I see that happening to me a little bit. So I need to figure out how to make it more valuable, monetize it more so I don't have to spend as much because I'm so passionate. I love it so much. I could do it 24 hours a day, but I can't. So monetize, that's that's what I need to do. It's an interesting goal. I think monetization in a sense is something that takes a lot more work, but it also takes a lot of balance. No one yeah. has to balance everything in one area and sometimes different areas can overlap but i know what you're saying in the sense of spending more family time too you can never go wrong with family time for sure yes 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 yeah so what was the last thing kt oh the last one is what is one fact well, basically it's just a fun fact uh to, about you to end the show hmm. i've met meryl streep before oh uh, there you go <laughs> That's a fun fact. Yeah. Yes, yes. You can that... find a picture of me and Meryl on my Instagram page. <laughs> you want to just tell the experience real quick, and then we'll. <laughs> well, I try not to name drop too much. I live in I live in Los Angeles, and I used right. to be in the concert industry. So I met a lot of different people, but um, Meryl Streep I met at the American Film Institute award ceremony. She. Uh, no, she wasn't being honored, but she was there. My husband uh, does pro bono work for the American Film Institute sometimes. So we were invited to a big awards ceremony and we got to go down the red carpet and stuff like that. That is oh, wow. very rare. That is not normally where I spend my time. But um, it was really, really. So it was even more exciting because we don't normally go to that kind of stuff. We showed up in the dirty Prius, but that's OK. <laughs> Yeah, it's all it's all about just staying humble even through the styling, I guess. That's a, <laughs> that's a good message, Dan Marie. I, I appreciate the interview and, and thank you for your time. You know, it's it's important that you get time. But before we head out, you want to DM your social media, just plug your social media so people can find you after the interview. Sure, they can find me on anchor.fm and all of those other platforms that we um, appear on, iTunes and all that stuff, Spotify as Strong Body, Strong Soul. And you can find me on Instagram. Strong Body, Strong Soul is my Instagram page where I kind of tie it together with the podcast. But I also just recently started an Instagram page called Strong with Maria, 
where I'm focusing more on the personal training aspect of what I do. So there are exercise videos on there and stuff. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. I have a Strong Body, Strong Soul Facebook page. There is no need to find me necessarily personally on Facebook. You don't need to friend me. You can go to my Strong Body, Strong Soul Facebook page. I would love that. I would also love it if anybody felt like it. Go check out my YouTube channel. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. Um, spiritual stuff, talking about the chakra energy. There's exercise stuff on there. Um, I even have some, I, I took, oh my God. Oh, geez. KT, I took some video at the Hollywood Bowl the other night of the Empire Strikes Back on a big movie screen with the L.A. Philharmonic playing live the whole score of the movie. Mm -hmm. And I recorded some of it and put it on my YouTube channel. So you can see Yoda giving Luke Skywalker instructions on how to use the force (laughs) right now on my YouTube channel, actually, before YouTube makes me take it down. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Let's not go talk about t- copyrights right yeah, now. Yeah, no, this is Yoda's on show. there right now. <laughs> Yoda's on my YouTube channel right now. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Definitely. Yeah, that's strong body, strong soul. So yeah, go check. Oh, so is Pink. Pink flying um on her trapeze through the forum at um at her show, her uh, um latest concert recently too. Um, there's some concert stuff on the YouTube channel too, but anyway, and check IGTV. I still don't know exactly where that stuff is going, what's going to happen with it, but it's kind of fun to put it out there on that channel. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a, a very new hub. So we'll see where that definitely goes uh, in the future for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you, KT, for having me on your show. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to uh, talking to you in the future. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you, to right. the anch- thank you to the Anchor Nation, as always, for giving your undivided attention, not only me, but Rhea as well. Rhea, it's been a pleasure. All right. Bless you. Bye. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, Follow me at The Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under The Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.